93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. Coming to you live from the Talk Legends studio, you heard the man. My name's Chase Channel, and this is Strictly Business. Uncle Sid is out on assignment, but unfortunately, uh, he will be back next week. And um, we did find his best fill-in that we possibly could this week, Chuck Walker. How you doing, Chuck? Well, it's first of all, it's best fill-in on short notice. I got the phone call about six minutes ago. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't busy. And it's sweet that you don't think he'll still be in jail uh this time next week <laughs> well it will be nice that uh you know there's still a lobby out there to change the name of the show <laughs> well it's it's a one person lobby <laughs> although i have been recruited and depending on how this show goes will will that's where my vote will fall if i could get him to consistently be on the show every week then you know <laughs> but it's like he just goes awol on me i've heard that the new name could possibly be uncle sid and friends well you know I've been encouraging. I said, "Hey, man, you should, you should, you should actually do that because he does a uh, segment with uh, Jimmy Duke. I don't know if you've heard him on Friday. On Fridays. And I said, "Hey, man, you should, you know, you should grow that because he has a lot of experience with um, extended time in webinars, right? Where he talks to people. Well, and, so and it's basically the same thing. These big hotel convention center presentations he does. He's a phenomenal speaker, and he'd be phenomenal at. It. Like I kid." Uncle Sid, but I, I love it. I love both of you guys. You guys are like family to me, but it, it, it is funny because that really does sometimes, like when, you know what I mean? Like when we're just actually being honest with each other, not jabbing each other, he's like, why is it just the Chase Channel show? Mostly because you're the only one here all the time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's become an ongoing joke. And in fact, I found one of the funniest comments I got this week was my Honda rep who lives in Nashville found the show. Mm -hmm. And so he says, man, I listened to your show. He goes, uh, you and that Sid guy really don't like each other, do you? Uh, but that's why you know it's the best radio. And Well, and I said, I told him, I said, what's funny is the minute that we're not on mic, we get along just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we just, we know each other well enough that we can push each other's buttons. And what's funny is it's fun to do that when you know there's an audience. Right. You know, and of course on radio, there's certain things we're regulated that we can't say. Right. So it keeps us on our best behavior, but I think it's good entertainment. Well, and people listening, like, because like, I listen to every one of you, and I listen to your show before you and I were such good friends. I listen to your shows because I would critique your shows. I'm a big, you know, talk radio junkie or whatever, but... Uh, one of the things, like after after I know you guys, like it's funny to be in the car and listen to it before I knew you. I was like, "Ooh, this kind of makes you uncomfortable." Like people, I think in a weird way, like being uncomfortable. What's the only reason like horror movies and stuff like that, yeah. you know, are so big? Like we as as people like to feel a little on edge sometimes, as long as we don't have anything to do with it directly. Yeah, it's it's a great point. It's uh, talk radio. It's one of the best mediums of communication that there is. And I know you love it as much as I do. And speaking of talk radio, we, um, we're getting you warmed up for George B. in the afternoon. He's been gracious enough to give us the first hour of his time slot on Friday. That's the hardest sort of working man in all of talk radio. What does he say? I work 14 hours a week? 14, I think now. I think it was 15, and I've shaved it back a little bit right. by you know taking up an hour. But uh, there's two things that I've really enjoyed that, that George has shared with me. 
One is, is he says that the George B. in the afternoon show is the American radio buffet. And uh, he <laughs> explain. He says that uh, you won't like everything on the buffet. Correct. But there's something for everyone. Okay. And like when, the Golden Corral. Like the Golden of Talk Co- Radio. Of talk Radio. Okay. okay. And so I really liked that when he right. said that. The other thing that I liked, and I hate to say that I'm copying him, but he's had uh, he's created a call-in line where you could call the Roundabout Hotline and leave a message. He did. He did have an influencer in that. I'm the one that, that I, I didn't hook him up with it because I didn't understand the tech, but I knew that Uncle Sid would. So I actually called in that day and said, here's how you do it. Here's how, who you call. Here's how we'll hook it up. So you're welcome. Well, I decided that I thought, you know, that would help on my show because it would make it easier where we could address questions, but we could filter out any that we don't want. And so um, we've got a voicemail line that you can call. You can leave a message. We'll play it on the air. If you have a question, we'll answer it. And um, I posted that number up this week. So we've already had quite a few voicemails come in, which is cool. And uh, interesting enough, we've had callers from California. Uh, We had a caller from Florida. Um, we even had a caller from Bradford. Bradford. Let's see. We, we had one from California. California. We had. Where was the second one from? Or, or was, the other one from? Uh, it was from Florida. Florida. And, so, the, and then uh, we had... Uh, and then one from the Doodle Soup Festival town. <laughs> Doodle Soup Festival town. Wow. And you'll never guess who it was. No. No. But if you want to call, you can. The number to call is 888-77-CHASE. That's 888-77-CHASE. We're hanging out here in the Talk Legends studios. If you haven't heard us online, you can anywhere in the world at TalkLegends.com. And um, also, every uh, every Friday, 3 to 4, right here on 93.1. And then there's an encore performance. You know, more people catch it Saturdays from 9 to 10, I think, than I ever dreamed would. I do, because I've done, I guess, maybe one other one. Uh, you and, and myself and George B., did one right you know right when when george came back on air and it's funny because that'll play on saturday sometimes and i think there was like a you know a skip in the cd or something because it, it played a couple of saturdays and people would text me like oh my gosh are you on the radio i was like no i'm at the gym but but and then i would you know i called you and i was like man they play the show that we did on you know on, on saturdays all the time so yeah on you know nine to ten on 93.1 and that's a cool time because everybody's driving everybody my age you know late yeah. 30s has kids so you're taking them somewhere on saturday you're taking them to this practice or this game or you know the old country store buffet for breakfast wherever you're doing it nine o'clock on a saturday so leave it you know leave it on 93.1 you know another thing that i would highly recommend is uh from 8 30 till 9 on saturday mornings is the schofield report and, i've done uh, that with uh with sco i've loved doing that it's a great show i catch it on my way into work and i always enjoy it and of course then right after i come on it's funny because i miss mine because I have to do the sales meeting. Right. But I and you've probably forgotten the, all the good things you've said. Well, sometimes, but uh, occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll go back out. But I certainly have a lot of people who say, we hear on Saturday morning. So if you, uh, if you can't listen today or you're just now joining us and you want to see what you missed, you can listen tomorrow morning from 9 until 10. It's been a big week uh, here in Jackson. We had the uh, mayoral election on uh, Tuesday, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you vote. Yeah, that's right. We're at release late. And, and they're calling it the biggest upset in Jackson politics, in really? the history of Jackson politics. Yeah, it's the first time since, don't let me mess this up, either 86 or 96, something like that, that we're actually having a runoff for mayor. Because to win, because a lot of people say, well, you know, Scott Conker got 3,800 votes and Dr. Woods got, you know, 3,100, you know, give or take. 
why didn't Conquer win? The way they do it in, in Jackson in the city is you have to win by 50% plus one, right? So it wasn't that. I think I think uh, Mr. Conger carried 40%-ish, give or take. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why they're going to have the runoff, but nobody saw this coming around here. You know, I, I think personally, after looking at it, and I gave it a lot of thought, I listened to the election results as they came in, and I believe that um, Mr. Eldridge thought that he kind of had at least second place for the runoff almost as a shoe-in. What makes you say that? Because I've heard other people say that, and I, I don't know. Because everything that I've heard has been from other people, but not necessarily from that campaign. What makes you – Well, what it, seemed, you it seemed like uh, they posted the, – the it was heavily financed. Oh. He had a lot of lot of money for Two the campaign. Two to one from the second place. Uh, so, uh, finisher, and, yeah. and for me, I didn't hear or see much media or advertisement, which led me to believe they were holding back – for a runoff where then they would outspend their next competitor. That's a good point. And that could be, yeah, you know, because I, I felt like personally, I thought if this goes down the line between um, Mr. Eldridge or between any of the other candidates, I'm like, with him having that much financing, there's no way they're going to be able to beat him in a runoff. Right. Versus now, it's a whole different ballgame. Well, I, I think two things. Uh, number one, my initial thoughts were when I heard that, was there like 11, 12,000 total votes? Yeah. Uh, the the uh, out of sixty thousand or so registered voters, number one, the apathy here is is sad because it's it is so, um, it, it is such an important right, and and I hear some of you out there when you're like me. Have you ever been? Have you ever had to do jury duty? No. Okay, I have, and it sucks. And so let me dispel this rumor right now because I know Mr. Non-Voter sitting in your car listening to us right now. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to register to vote because I don't want to get called for jury duty because my boss or wherever I work is going to be upset with me and I don't want to miss the time and I don't want to do a trial and I don't want to go through this. I thought the same thing, right? And I was like, man, because I got a jury duty summons one time, tried to get out of it, couldn't get out of it, but I, I luckily I didn't get selected. They don't go off your voter registration like I thought and most people think. They go off your driver's license number. So if you've got a driver's license, which is pretty much everybody out there, you, that's how they pick you for jury duty. That's number one. So go vote. It makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Number two, the way the 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 people that got out to vote of that small percentage that that did vote of the registered voters, it's shocking because there is a turn, and you could you can recognize it or not. And I'm not trying to be political one way to one side or the other here, but there is a shift. There is a shift in our country with number one how we select people we do business with how you know chase you you run a, a, a huge dealership here in town but but the way you advertise now is a young you know 30 plus year old guy is different than than your predecessor 20 years ago advertises sure. yeah number one same way you run campaigns the way that you go out and you get the vote is different now than it used to be when you took an ad out in the paper and you sent some direct mail to your mailbox and you and, and you did an ad on TV. It, it's very different now. And, and that's the cool thing about technology. It's happening no matter whether you like it or not. So you can either adapt to it or you can get burned by it. And that's a cool thing. That's for all of our business people out there listening. Even if you know, if you don't even if you don't own your own business, if you're just working for a business. Keep that in mind. Keep, always be cognizant of that because that's such a. It's I mean, both both Dr. Woods and uh, Scott Conger did such a phenomenal job of being outside the box, which is where this generation lives now. Well, and for those of you who don't know, 
The city of Jackson population is about 66,000, I think. Uh, it, it, I think it's higher than that. Is, are you sure that's not the registered voters? Is sixty six? No, 000? I think that's the actual. Let me look it up. I'll, no, I'll, okay, yeah, I'll you, do a little fact check. You, you look here. that up because sometimes I think I know during the day, right? So during the work day, we get it, it, the population always increases because it is the hub city. It goes up to about one hundred ten, one hundred twenty thousand people. But there's people sixty six thousand eight hundred forty seven. Okay, so you're exactly right. I apologize, but it goes up to like one hundred ten thousand during the day because people come into work and and, and things like that. Well, and, and, and I think that that's one of the, like, what this says is, is the Metro Jackson area is 166,965. Bet you didn't know that. No. Yeah. So, and, and you know, what's interesting in counties, uh, Jackson is, is the hub city for 13 counties, which feed into Madison County. They come here for restaurants, for hospitals, for automobiles, luckily. Yes. Um, and I imagine for every other service that's out there. But one of the things that's crazy in an election like this is, is a lot of people I've talked to, they're not from here. I'm like, hey, you know, what'd you think of the election? They go, oh, well, we don't live in Jackson. Right. Because there's some, I mean, even at, my, even at the dealership, a lot of people that work for me don't live in Jackson. Right. And of course, uh, some of them think that Jackson's really a metropolis. <laughs> they're like, oh, you live in the city. Well, uh, you know, yeah. so it's, it's different. Um, but one of the things that I thought was surprising is, A, the voter turnout. But, but I really was surprised... In looking at it, and I think personally, I felt like Jimmy Eldridge, being a politician, I think it hurt him. In today's climate, he he ran his campaign on uh, first day mayor. I've been a politician for this many years, and I think we saw in 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 the the presidential race that there was kind of the 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 silent majority, as they called it. That right. it, it was it's kind of tired of that. And when well, you say, "Hey, I've made my living in politics. Here, vote for me. I know what I'm doing." It doesn't resonate as well as, like that's a great point. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it's no, different messages. No, I, it, well, it, it's because we are. We, there is a social disruption that is happening on on both sides of the political spectrum. It's happening in business. It's happening in life. There is there is a, there is there is an outcry of every person of every age of every walk of life saying we will not just accept the status quo now. Depending on your age and where you are, it's at different volumes, but that is what people are saying. We're, we're tired of the status quo. So there is, I, I like to refer to it as social disruption, whatever you want to call it, it's fine, but that's a great point. You're right, because nobody, everybody that I talk to, and again, I'm kind of like you, right? There's lots of people out there that, that don't vote in the city of Jackson. We just all assumed that it was Mr. Eldridge's to lose because you saw, you know, the Jackson Sun did the report on on the finance, you know, everything and all the people, you know, all the the you know the usually ours, uh, you know, gave all the money and it was it was two to three to one to everyone else and so but didn't well, work that let time. me ask you this because I feel like this may have played a factor and I think it's going to show up in the in the runoff is you had Scott Cogner who mm-hmm. to me is uh, I wouldn't call him a conservative. But, I mean, he seems a little more liberal to me than what, I mean, I think I'm... I hear so many people say that, and I don't know I don't know that I agree. Because I've had, uh, my son, actually, we, I, I teach a broadcasting class at a local school here in town, and, and my son actually had the opportunity to interview uh, a couple of the mayor uh, uh, candidates, but one of them was Scott Conger. I don't find him ultra-liberal. Like, I hear people saying he's I not conservative. I, I, I certainly didn't think that no, he no, was. No, no, no. I'm not saying you were, but, like, that's when I hear, like, well, we, you know, we, we don't want a liberal to win. I, I don't find Mr. Conger to be liberal really in anything. 
Like, what, what, what do you say that when you say he's not conservative? How so? Well, I just felt like that he was probably more down the middle than than I would say conservative or liberal. Willing to work with, with both sides? With both sides. Okay. And so I felt like uh, Jimmy Eldridge probably appealed to more conservative uh, you know, I think that is probably you're, you're, well known. You're talking more of just the general public feel here, like with the the vibe. Exactly. The public. Okay, I'm with you. And I'm then um, uh, Dr. Wood, I would I would say it was more on the liberal side, right? Uh, and then I would say Vicky Foot probably fell more closer to the conservative side, right? So in my opinion, well, you had three well, people splitting one well, audience. You 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 did, and then don't forget Mark Johnstone, who actually finished finished fourth. He used to be the the uh, chair of the Republican Party here in Madison County, and he he had a so, big. So push. you had four people, right? S- splitting basically, Split. you know. And I think Scott probably had some pull from the more Democratic liberal s- right. side, right? But I mean, to me, and, and and like I said, this is just my opinion of it. But I felt like that now, when you look at the race, what's going to happen? Well, I, I think you're going to see. I, I don't know if you'll see a high. Uh, yes, I do. I, here's what I think. Right, I obviously don't know anything. I think you'll actually see less voter turnout now for the runoff than you did the original election, which was already a low turnout, eleven thousand or so votes. Yeah. Uh, for this, you would think that um, Scott would would have it because he won the first time, but that's not necessarily the case. Dr. Woods ran a really good campaign. I'll be honest with you. I didn't give it a ton of credence personally when I was, you know, doing it out in my head. I didn't think so. So whatever he's done has worked. So I think that, uh, this guy Congress definitely got a, a, his, his challenge set before him. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I think that the, there, if we had eleven thousand voters that last time, I think we'll have probably about eight thousand this time. Well, I, I I do want to bring this up too. Is um, George B. invited all of the mayoral candidates to come onto his show? He did, and only one of those candidates uh, missed their invitation. I guess they had set an appointment, they didn't make it. Yeah, which was Jimmy Eldridge. Right. So I just wonder too if um, you know, did that make a difference? Well, it it does say a lot to people out there because here here's the the two places that I've heard all the can the only two places I've heard what the candidate candidates believe and and where their stances are on issues are number one talk radio and number two JEA on JA six I have JEA at my house they did so and this may have been on other outlets too but I just I saw it on JEA six uh, they did like a mayor's forum yeah. And I and I watched that, and they had all the candidates on. There. Other than that, I didn't kind of like you. I didn't see a ton. Like I got the flyers, and I'd hear the little you know canned ads and stuff like that. That we kind of you know we just kind of numb out with yeah. with you know ongoing political seasons. Um, but that's it. Like th- those those are the only two ways that I got. So I don't know why you would ever turn down anyone would ever turn down a chance to speak to your voting base or speak to your customers or speak to anyone out there that could behoove you however well and that, and you know politics is one of those things that it's evolving just like everything else has evolved and i think that we're seeing that wave and i think we're going to continue to see a transformation in politics the 2020 election uh is going to be interesting yeah, I think it's going to be bizarre to see who comes out it's as candidates. It's going to be candidates. a hands-on election. It's certainly going to be a hands-on election. We're hanging out with Chuck Walker, uh, and we are just having a good time. It's Friday afternoon. If you're just now joining us, you can uh, listen worldwide at TalkLegends.com 
or you can uh, always just keep it locked right here on 93.1. We've added the uh, the recording line. So if you want to call, share your opinions, your thoughts, we'll... Now, we'll, this is just our show here, right? This is just the, the Strictly Business Chase Channel show. This is just for Strictly Business and for Chase Channel. The number's toll-free, so you can call worldwide, 888-77-CHASE. That's 888-77-CHASE. And I also want to mention that the, the Chase Channel show is brought to you in part by CorpNet.com. CorpNet is the most affordable, reliable, and convenient way to help you start and run a business. From incorporation services to corporate compliance, they do it all. To save and get started today, go to thechaseshow.com forward slash save. You know, it's funny about CorpNet because, you know, when I first got into business, I didn't know anything about it until I finally made a, a couple of dollars and could afford a, a personal account, a private account. And I was like, I had no idea if you want to go out, even if you're uh, you're out working every day and your wife's at home selling on Facebook, she needs to incorporate or you guys need to incorporate. You need to get on there and, and incorporate because you want to protect yourself personally with an LLC. It's simple. It's very inexpensive. The, the site makes it super easy for anybody to do. But I'm telling you, if you're going into business, you're going to say, I'm going to try to see what happens. You need to be personally protected, even if you're an owner operator. That's true. Protected. And it's good to have experts guide you through that because sometimes you think, well, it's overwhelming. What do I choose? Do I do an S Corp? Do I do this? Do yeah, I do C that? Corp, so S Corp, yeah. It's good to have a professional walk yep. you through that. Uh, my name's Chase Channel. We're hanging out with the Chase Channel Show, and I'm going to play a cool song for you. We're going to play a couple commercials, and then we'll be back. This is One Man Band by Old Dominion. I think you're going to like it. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Been flying solo for so long Nobody's singing the harmony Up there just me and my shadow No bass, no guitar, no tambourine And I found you like a melody You were singing in the same key as me We had them dancing in the streets I don't want to be a one-man band I don't want to be a rolling stone alone Putting miles on a run-down van Baby, we could take our own show on the road I'll lay down the beat, you carry the tune We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms Baby, take my hand I don't want to be a one-man band Chase every high with you Count every rip in these old jeans We'll never learn how to sing the blues If I'm gonna be famous Girl, I wanna be famous with you We got our own little groove I don't wanna be a one-man band I don't wanna be a rolling stone alone Putting miles on a run-down van Baby, we can take our own show on the Carry the tune. We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms. 
baby, take my hand Cause I don't want to be a one-man band When the spotlight goes cold, the curtains come down The chairs are all stacked and there's no one around And nobody's paying We'll still be playing I don't want to be a one-man band I don't want to be a rolling stone alone Putting miles on a run-down band Baby, we could take our own show on the road I'll lay down the beat, you carry the tune We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms Baby, take my hand Cause I don't want to be a one-man band I'm sure you've heard about it, but the question is, have you tuned in? My name's Chase Channel from Strictly Business. Every Friday from 3 to 4, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. In fact, Honda was named KBB.com's 2019 Best Overall Brand. We're proud of honors like that because we know that without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, powerful Passport, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished Pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2019 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2019 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. Hey, this is Devin calling from Sacramento, California. Just calling to say I'm glad you guys are back on the air. Great to listen to you, Chase, and I look forward to seeing what you guys have on the show for the rest of the year. Oh my God, this is Lewis. I just want to say so much that I've been waiting and just waiting for your show to come back on. I listen to it every day. Right before bath, I'm away to work. I just I just can't get enough of you. But I just wanted to thank you and just I'm looking so, so forward to new show. Thank you so much, Chase. Call me. Hey, Chase, this is Cindy from Huntington, Tennessee. I'm so glad to hear that you're going to be back on the air every Friday. I can't wait. Hi, Chase. This is Neil from Bradford. You know me better as Mr. Patriot because of my great love for the New England Patriots. Chase, I'm glad you're back on the air. You do a great job with Strictly Business. I always enjoy listening to the show. I listen to Strictly Business every Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. It is one of my favorite programs on the radio, and I always look forward to hearing you every Friday afternoon. Chase, you are the man. Keep up the good work. Go Patriots! 
Say, Chase, this is Greg from South Jackson. I was calling in regards to starting a small business. I was really wanting to know how much a person should have put back financially in order to start a business. Uh, should I have, you know, six months, a year? You know, how, how much financially do I really need to uh, have in the bank before I initially go into business? Appreciate it. Thank you. Man, so much love coming from the recorded line. That's triple eight seven seven Chase. That's triple eight seven seven Chase. As uh, Chuck wants me to say, triple triple eight seventy seven Chase. Yeah, well, it's just it's confusing because our entire life we're preconditioned for da 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 da. <laughs> and so when you anytime you break that pattern up at all, you you have to. It's, it's seventy seven. It's not seven. I cause, I called 17 times a day, couldn't get through, but I dialed 888 chase which is what you told me earlier, or at least how I perceived you told me. So the, the real number is 888-77-CHASE, and you're welcome, Chase, for fixing that for you. Well, Greg had a great question, wanted to know about how much money he should have saved up to start a business, and I don't think there's a hard and fast answer to that, Greg. Uh, one of the things I recommend is imagine that if the worst thing happened possible, if we came into the greatest recession of our time and you didn't have any business for, let's say, six months, eight months, 12 months, or very limited business, could you survive? So mm -hmm. I think it's more about sales, cash flow, and knowing could you stay afloat. I think a good maybe you know medium for that would be six months worth of expenses. But yeah. when I say personal exp expenses, not business expenses, personal expenses. Well, you're going to need both because if if business goes south, you got to have enough business to cover the bills, cover the payroll. Because you could be going in debt to start a business. Well, you know, I hold on. President Trump does. I'm just, look, I'm asking. I, I personally, and I know that you know, there's people out there that do financial shows and 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 it sucks. But but it, dude, it happens. If you wait for every for every star to line up for you you know what you're going to be the rest of your life what's that an employee that's right you got to take risk here's one of the things that i'll say is borrowing money is part of the world we live in today a it's easy to do it's never been easier to get money agreed yeah yeah probably i, I don't know maybe i, I mean, mean it, comes in the, it comes in the mail you can 2006, log in just send in a, a text to triple eight seventy seven chase and said i believe it was easier back then but whatever <laughs> i'm just saying that in general yes with the internet with you can get a loan on your cell phone now correct that's right you know so money is so accessible that it's easy but i think what's important is make sure that you don't take a maybe a high interest you know 30 percent Right. Uh, pawn shop loan to start your business. Right. One of the things that I, I think that is a good idea is is to make sure that when you borrow money, you have to have a plan for the money. The money's got to go to work to pay that money back. Right. And so I remember, and I'll, uh, this is a, a great example. When I started the paint store, this was back in 2005, I went to the bank and I made a plan. And in that plan, I had listed all of the expenses for starting the business. And did you really know how to do a plan back then, like a no, business plan? I was 18 years old. And that's why everybody should know how, not necessarily a business plan. If you put anything down on paper, I, I, I read a, like I'm a big, you know, business article guy and then psychology article guy, because I think they go hand in hand. 
the minute you put something down on paper and not typed, but in hand writing, it becomes it's like it's like fifty to sixty percent more important to you. Write it out on paper with your fingers. Well, I remember thinking, factoring in everything that I could think of. One of the things I didn't take into consideration was I needed to get paid. Fair. Fair. So, so I had enough to buy the paint cans, the shakers, the Utilities. mixers, the, everything. Yeah, okay. But there was nothing for me. And I always thought that my income would come from selling. Right. I'm like, right. I, I did my plan assuming that. And one of the things that I remember when I borrowed the money is, is they said, well, do you really think you can compete with the other paint store? Right. I said, I don't have to. If I can sell one one hundredth of what they do, I'll make more than I make working there. <laughs> so. but, but there's, I know God I love you because I did the same thing I have I've, I've got a couple of small businesses and I've done well and I've sold a couple I've done okay but I, you learn so much more with your failures because sure. I can tell you I can I can tell you exactly how I lost eighty thousand dollars on a phenomenal business idea here in Jackson Tennessee because I'm an idiot <laughs> well that's definitely one we're gonna have to hear about but I, I you know I just I remember thinking to myself that because you assume that you make your plans based off a good market, right? Like right. I'm planning on being able to sell this paint or I'm planning on being able to sell these supplies or, and especially retail as it's shifting towards e-commerce. And, and there's some interesting stuff I wanted to, to, to actually mention because uh, one of the things on the agenda this week that I've heard is a lot of people talking about a slight slow in the world economy. And it's real easy. Uh, there's a lot of tensions with trade tariffs in China. Right. That, that's interest rates are that's interest, all over the place. That's everywhere. Interest rates are on the rise. That's no secret. And gas prices are going up. And why, by the way? Well, you know, there's, I'm sure, millions of different speculations. No, there's none. I think that one Great. of the biggest reasons is, is, um, and, you know, you're going to see a huge shift in energy in the next, in the next many years. In fact, uh, I just read an article this week that Honda is going to have two-thirds of their inventory powered by electric by 2025. That's six years from now. And if you ever really wanted to know how close we are to this, um, and I can tell you with our pest control company, this is when this is another bad investment, but it was a small investment. lost about 1000 bucks. I went to Walmart one time in Milan, Tennessee, and I looked up on the cleaning aisle shelf, and what, what did I see? Organic you know, Clorox or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Natural. I said, Oh, we're ready for it. So I bought this whole line, like spent like 1200 bucks, this organic pest control. And it was like, you know, rosemary oils and, you know, kisses from heaven. And just, you know, things like that, that, that <laughs> it, it ended up not, not necessarily working, but I thought in my head, I thought, okay, if Walmart's ready for it, that means that West Tennessee's ready for it. So I got to start providing it. Um, if you go to our Jackson Walmart right now, you'll see much like right outside, you know, in Casey at the Casey Jones studio, they have the electric chargers for the Teslas at the Walmart, uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, the North Jackson location, they have the electric vehicle charger ports set up. They look like gas tanks, but they're for your electric vehicle to, I guess, you know, we even have one at Victory it. Honda. No way. You're kidding. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's here in, in Atlanta where um, electric cars have been popular for a while. I mean, we sold, they were selling each Nissan store at the time, the Nissan Leaf was one of the first, you know, all electric cars on the mar on the market right. that they produced in quantities high enough to sell a lot of volume. And um, Georgia Power put out incentives that if you put in these power stations, they'd give you reduced electrical prices plus uh, rebate incentives for the stations. Well, they're everywhere. I mean, there's not a business, not a... 
you pull into Whole Foods down there, which is like the Kroger, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's like the Grubbs Grocery there. It's, uh, you know, the... Right. The health food market. The health market, food market right. type store. Organic. I mean, there's got to be a hundred electric, you know, in the like where you have handicap and then electric and then and, everybody else. And here's where I've always heard the late, great Bill Way always give the, the squadoosh to the electric vehicles is like, I've got a guy, one of my top guys that works for me is from Scotland. And, and that's, that's big there, electric vehicles. But he used to go and he would go visit other countries on the weekend because Scotland's small. Right. And so he would only drive 20, 30 miles an entire week. Lots of us drive 20 miles to get to work and 20 miles home. America's big. It is. We big. drive. And, and that's where electric vehicles are going to have to catch up is with you're not going to be able to charge every 100 miles because you just can't do it. You, you know, my son plays travel baseball. It's nothing for me to be in the car in the summer for 500 miles, 600 miles at a time. You know, now that I bought a Honda from Chase, I can be there even longer. You know what I mean? With yeah. better gas mileage. But yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the only knock with electric vehicles is we got to go through a whole long ways, a lot of distance, a lot of pavement to get to our destination. Well, and I think they're continuing to improve, um, you know, just the the range. There's actually a funny thing that uh, they talk about a lot. It's range anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's basically you're afraid you're going to run out of power before you get to. Could you the, imagine? Because <laughs> anybody, anybody can get like we're okay. So Casey Jones and and, the, and now Walmart, but let's say that you're somewhere like where else has a electrical vehicle charge and and Victory Honda. Victory where else Honda has, a, has one. an electrical vehicle charger? Like you would be in trouble. It would be certainly different. That's you can't one put of the that things can, that's, uh, right? that's cool about the no, no, you can't. That's one of the things I like about the Honda Clarity is. It's actually a generator. Mm-hmm. So if once it's done with electric, it just runs off gas. But it's regenerative braking, and the generator are recharging it while you're driving. So kind of like the pilot I bought from you. Like, it does it all the time. And it used to bother me at first, but now I'm just used to it. And I know it creeps other people out probably. But, like, every time I stop, it just shuts off. And now I still have my radio. I have my air conditioner. I have all that. But, like, the car will shut off. Is it you're talking about that? Would that be the regenerative? No, uh, because yours is it doesn't have any uh, batteries. You sell me a bad one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yours just isn't a hybrid or or electric electric powered. But but in the pilot, that's just to save on fuel economy. I got you. And don't isn't it cool? Just no, it's, it's it is nice. It's really nice. It just shuts off and turns <laughs> and then, right and back then, on. And then you can still dust people at the line. That's what I like about it. <laughs> Chuck's got the ultimate soccer mom car. We're hanging out with Chuck. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Just means it's time time to trade. We're hanging out with (laughs) Chuck Walker. My name's Chase Channel. This is Strictly Business every Friday from 3 to 4 right here on 93.1 or all over the world at TalkLegends.com. We're coming to you live from the Talk Legends studios. If you haven't checked it out, Uncle Sid helped us in developing TalkLegends.com for the best in talk radio yesterday and today. Go to TalkLegends.com. And Uncle Sid's out on assignment, but I do want to give him a little bit of a plug because he's here all the time. He gives a lot of advice, a lot of goodwill, as I call it, because it's free. Right. But if you want to do business with Uncle Sid, you can. You just go to Sid Michael, that's S-Y-D Michael, not with an S, dot com. And on there, you can find a way to contact him for digital services or for anything that you need as it comes to uh, business consulting or or, uh, online digital and like I said, if you want to see a sample of his work, TalkLegends.com is the website that he helped uh, me build. But I know we always uh, get a lot of information from Uncle Sid for free. So I thought it'd be nice if 
I actually gave Threw his information so that well, you know, if you he, want to use him, you can. He he's redoing our site. He like for fun, like where you and I will go play golf or we'll hang out, whatever we do for fun. He looks at ways to grow small businesses. Like that is his hobby because he calls me all the time. He's like, let's do this. I said, man, I can't afford all this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, he's redoing our website. He's helping me with all of our SEO stuff. I had a website like most business owners out there. I thought, oh, this is good. I spent, you know, lots of, for me, lots of money on this site. Come to find out, it cannot be optimized on Google. So you know what I bought? A lemon. I yeah. bought a lemon website. He, he he showed me how, explained it. He's redoing my next site for me. Going to have a really cool launch. He's going to you know help me optimize it, which is the big thing. Because if you're in business, if nobody can find you, are you really in business? That's right. Especially in the massive, massive landscape of America. We're talking about business, the things that you want to hear about. Uh, one of the big things this week, and I wanted to mention this because I think that it's really cool and it's important, but I don't know that we necessarily realize this. I'm a millennial, which means I was born from 1980 up until maybe, I think they say, 1997-ish. I was born in 81, so I'm a millennial, too. You're a millennial, That's too. That's weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but you're really close to a Gen X. Ah. And one of the things that I would venture to say is, and this is cool about, about generations, is it's not a hard and fast definitive number well, of course yeah. you being born in west tennessee i would say you're way more gen x than millennial because right. west tennessee is not as progressive as parts of the world correct <clears throat> for instance if 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 you were uh, uh you could have been born in 1975 in los angeles you'd probably act more like a millennial you, yeah you 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 ebb up exactly right. so so it's a it's an it's not an exact but those are kind of like the guidelines so you're definitely probably more of a gen xer but I was looking online, and, and I heard a lot of people talking about um, the market, and they say, well, the world economy could be slowing, and one of the things that I think is interesting to remember is right now, uh, new car sales nationwide have trended down slightly. Now, when I say down, I'm talking about like 1%. Well, and, and from, because you've told me this, like from record highs, too. From, from not only record highs, from breaking record after record year after record year, I mean, at what point are you? And then to go down maybe one percent, right? I mean, uh, that means a hundred car dealership. I mean, how many cars they miss out on? Yeah, one, one. right? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's tough to feel that now. But one of the things that I, that I think is interesting, and as I thought about this and I've heard it, if you were a millennial, we basically started buying cars when interest rates were as low as they've ever been. Post okay. 2008. And what was that rate, give or take? It would have been 0. 0.9, 1.9, 2.9. Okay. Yep. We yep. never yep. experienced high interest rates, ever. I've so, never been in the marketplace where an interest rate was high. So tell me what a high interest rate is, because I, evidently I haven't either then. Well, b because uh, you got to think, you know, what, like when my parents first bought their their first home, people mm -hmm. paid 15% interest that's on a home. That's right. Okay, good. Okay, so that's homes. Yeah, I'd heard that too. Like uh, my, my family had paid like... 13 and a half percent when i got my very first home and i can't believe they sold it to me i paid like four and a quarter like oh my gosh i can't believe that my but yeah my dad bought his first new car in 1991 sorry dad if i got it wrong if it was a 1990 but it was a uh let's see it was a geo prism okay oh now he bought right. it new because if nice he, company from geo <laughs> because if he was deployed overseas yeah they couldn't charge him higher than like 8.9 percent interest and the going rate for Prime at the time, if you had good credit, was like 12.9. So 
So he went and bought it just because he could take advantage of. And it was it was amortized out throughout the loan the same way. Same same Good exact Lord. Way. Same exact way. We had a thing this back then called the why gold people standard. People hated car dealers back in the day. <laughs> well, there was a thing called the gold standard, which was different. Here's another interesting thing. You bring that up uh, with interest in car dealers. Car dealers also back then with no regulations. If the interest rate, let's pretend that the bank said, "Okay, Mister Car Dealer, the interest rate's ten percent." Mm-hmm. The dealer was allowed to resell that rate for as much as they could. So I could go to Mr. Consumer and say, hey, good, great news, buddy. We got you 20%. No. And then they got paid the 10% difference on the on the term of the loan, which is called rate participation or markup. Now, that still exists in, in automobile business today, but, but it's not restricted. not the same way, yeah. And it's restricted. They'll say, okay, you can make one point or you can make two points or you can make, in a lot of places, even disclose, hey, just so you know, this rate's negotiable. And, and so it's an interesting thing how much how much that's changed over time. But I always found it fascinating that when you think about the marketplace, if you're a millennial, you went to college, you get out of college, your first car you bought, you got 1.9% for 72 months, your payments are itty bitty. And now you're like, you know, honey, we're having kids, why don't we trade in our car? Yeah. And you show up and now rates are closer to the 5% if you got great credit. Right. And the dealer says, hey, uh, well, your, your rate's 59 now. Like what? Five point nine? We're paying one point nine. Why would we do that? Anyone that's a baby boomer or Gen Xer, they all you say is, "Well, man, rates are higher now." And they go, "Oh yeah, you're right." But, <laughs> and they and, and they buy because we all yeah. know what the going rates are in America. Right. It's not that's like right. it's a secret. And so, but with millennials, it's they've never experienced it. So, not to mention, take ride sharing into consideration. Millennials don't care to have a Cadillac out in the driveway in a big house. They don't keep up with the Joneses. They don't care to, 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 to try to impress the neighbor with a new car. The American dream is not to own an automobile or to get a Corvette or a Camaro to go hot rod down the road. All that's gone. And so it's it's really, when I hear people say, well, the market's changing, or of course it is. Yeah. The consumers in the market are totally different. We talked about that earlier with elections. Exactly. We did. It, just to bring it full circle and that's that's a great point so how does the car business change with it what who leads who does does the business lead the consumer or does the consumer lead the business the consumer always correct leads the business. i agree completely and uh, that's the ultimate litmus test but here's one of the interesting things i pulled some facts on the generational spending which i think you'll find interesting so gen xers which are born 1965 to 1980 have the highest average income before taxes last year of roughly $95,000. Okay, now, so Gen Xers got the most money, okay, which I thought was kind of fascinating. Now that's annual earnings. Is that because they still live at home? Is that disposable money? No, no, no. This is Gen Xers, so they're pretty much out on their own now. That's just income. That's not, that's just how much on average they're in. You got to think, most baby boomers are retiring right now. A lot of them are into retirement. Okay. So as you retire, you're taking lower earnings. It's not like you're in your peak earnings for for right. that. Um, not to mention introductory wages for a baby boomer were way lower than what they are today. You know, baby boomers didn't take jobs fresh out of college that paid a hundred grand a year. It just wasn't going on. Well, I think you know some of it is, and and I know this because I have a, I have a daughter that's a freshman in well. I guess when she goes, you know, she's taking like what's called Maymester now, which is like, you know, uh, you take in the summer. When she goes back, she'll be a sophomore in college. 
And she informed me that when she goes back, she wants to be a nurse anesthetist, right? So it's this big long deal, and you know she she gets her her four year degree, and then she, and then she goes back and gets it, you know, adds another two to that, which would be like the equivalent of a master's. She goes, I probably just live at home the whole time. So one of the things is most of these people that come out, like there is no stigma with staying at home for, you know, where I moved out. Before I was 18, I moved out of my house. Like, I could not wait to get out, had to get out. She will be 24-ish, 25, Lord willing, before she gets out of my house. Like, so there's, you know, I wonder how that comes into play with, you know, you can wait out for that six-figure job versus somebody like me. When I when I went to school, I, anybody that would hire me that could pay me money that I could pay for an apartment, I got out of my house. Well, here's another thing to think about, and I give this a lot of thought, and um, is... Imagine this right now, if you're, let's say that my great, great grandfather worked a normal job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he would have been born. Let's just say my great grandfather for easier thing. He would have been born about 1900. Right. Right. Okay. And, and then let's say he did well. He saved his whole life. What was the average wages you think in 1900? Oh, I mean, come on. I'm, I mean, gotta be, I mean, <laughs> so, nothing. So right? what could he have possibly? So then he passes, Seriously, he dies, six right? Six bucks a month, he, maybe? He dies and he passes his life savings now on to my grandfather. My grandfather works and he does his thing and then he passes that on. One of the things that goes on now is you have baby boomers give their kids so much money that, that millennials, it's really like they're getting three generations worth of earnings. I mean, people weren't riding around their cowboys setting up trust funds for their kids. Yeah. You know, now you have a hundred years of people who have been making earnings in a thriving, booming industrial economy. Right. Saving for college. So there is no for, loans. Yeah, exactly. You know we what I mean? did, It's totally yeah. different. I, I couldn't even, I, I wondered how I kept the lights on, but I, I've started kids' college funds. Yeah, and I, you're right. That's a great point. That's a very fair point. Well, we, uh, one of the things, uh, we got to take a short break and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. My name is Chase Channel. The other voice you hear, that's Chuck walker some of you know him as chuck the talker walker mm. he's a huge patriots fan no they suck do you hear our friend neil from bradford call i like neil i hate the patriots let's go colts colts fan man yeah how'd close. they do in the draft this year they did very- chris ballard the gm oh my god he's like kreskin he knows it all well don't forget the show is brought to you in part by corpnet.com corpnet is the most affordable reliable and convenient way to help you start and run a business from incorporation services to corporate compliance, they do it all to save and get started today. Visit thechaseshow.com forward slash save. My name's Chase Channel. We'll be back right after this. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. Care of business. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. In fact, Honda was named KBB.com's 2019 Best Overall Brand. We're proud of honors like that because we know that without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. 
So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, powerful Passport, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished Pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2019 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2019 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. I'm sure you've heard about it, but the question is, have you tuned in? My name's Chase Channel from Strictly Business. Every Friday from 3 to 4, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Hey, this is Jordan from Murfreesboro. Um, I just wanted to let you know it's good to hear hear you again. You know, I listen to you every Friday. Um, I'm really excited uh, for the show to start back up. Um, man, just thank you. Thank you for everything. I, I always enjoy your message. Um, as always, keep on keeping on. We'll see you, man. Bye. Hello, Chase. This is Neil from Bradford. You also know me as Mr. Patriot because of my great love the New England Patriots. I'm delighted to hear you and my good friend Chuck Walker from Southeastern Termite and Pest Control on the show today. You uh, have a good... Hi, this is Will Barnes calling from St. Augustine, Florida. Chase, I'm glad you're back on the air. It was entirely too long. Please don't ever leave that long again. Can't wait to hear your show. Take care. Bye. Woo! The Chase Channel Show is back, baby. We go celebrate and have a Hey, Chase, buddy, loving the show. Quick question: I was wondering what your thoughts on the tariff situation with China are. By the way, glad you're back on the air, man. Man, it's great to hear so many uh, so many people calling. They're celebrating that the Chase Channel Show's back. Some great questions. If uh, maybe you haven't heard about the new hotline, it's 888-77-CHASE, and you can call, and we'll play your questions or comments right here on the air. Maybe you just need a friend late at night, someone to talk to. You can give it a call. Oh, so it's one of those numbers. Yeah, 888-77-CHASE, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we'll certainly play it on the air here every week, Friday from 3 to 4, or uh, Saturdays from 9 until 10 right here on 93.1, or worldwide at TalkLegends.com. Uh, you know, it was surprising to me. Today alone, we had callers from uh, from St. Augustine. We had callers from uh, Sacramento, one of the guys said. Yeah. Um, the Chase Channel shows worldwide. Hello, I, and also from Bradford. And from Bradford, Neil from Bradford called. You know, Neil uh, and his audience, he's got quite a following. I think with him listening, you know that we have a lot of listeners out there. Well, he, he, I heard there's a 1 to 100 ratio. I would say at least, at least that many. I mean 100,000. We're hanging out with Chuck Talker Walker. Uh, One of the calls uh, had a great question. So what do we think about uh, the tariffs? And we touched on that briefly. But, um, you know, it's an interesting topic. And I hear a lot of people who want to complain about President Trump talk about uh, you know, these tariffs are really ruining the economy. And mm. one of the things that I'll say is, is the president is up against trying to fix poor trade deals that have taken place for many, many, many years. Decades, yeah. We've been on the bad receiving end 
of trade worldwide for my entire lifetime. Yes, easy, yes. And so it, you can't fix it overnight. And one of the things about negotiating any deal, regardless of tariffs or whatever it is, is sometimes the only position of power is you got to stick to your guns. And you got to be able to walk away from the deal. And of course, nobody wants, and I'm sure the thing that, that I found interesting is I've heard people talk about the farmers are being affected, right? They're soy farmers. There's different uh, issues with those tariffs that are going on. And, you know, tariffs roll downhill if they do come in place. The consumer ultimately pays it. The business isn't. Prices go up. And, of course, as a consumer, none of us want to pay tariffs. But I do feel like that President Trump is very aware of what the tariffs uh, are doing in the economy. And he's also very aware that his scorecard is based on the economy. Right. So I don't think that, you know, he's going to lose sight of the fact how important it is to close this deal and make a good agreement with China. Well, there there are such things as unfair trade practices, right? There's a reason that you hear, whoa, they've got little Chinese girls working in these factories that are eight years old making 20 cents a day. You hear that because there's a modicum of truth to it. We cannot compete with that as Americans. We do not live in a country where that can happen. Guess who needs the American economy to make it even more than America does? The Chinese economy. They have to have us making it. So these, I actually, and I don't support everything that President Trump does. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I did not vote for him the first time. I, and I didn't vote for Hillary either. I actually wrote myself in. I will 100% vote for him the second time because, for the most part, he has done what he says. And our economy has benefited greatly. He has been phenomenal with that. And I'm going to tell you something right now. How else? I heard I heard a story to just literally today. I, I think it was actually reported on Thursday, but I listened to it today on Friday. And it said, you know what? What's the worst case scenario if we start making more stuff here? If more stuff is made in America again? Because it's all supply and demand. The more of it that we make, the lower the price comes down on it. I'm good with that. Well, I think that that's a great point, but um, you got to have enough people that want to work. That, that yeah, that's a challenge. That's <laughs> you know? a ch- but but you know what? Maybe this is a multi-step process. Maybe the first process is get all the jobs back here, and the second process is make sure that everybody has to work to make it. Well, I wish we had uh, you know more time. Can you believe that we're almost out of time now? It's a quick hour, man. I had a great time. Thank you for having me in, my man. Well, you know, hanging out with Chuck. Walker and Chuck is um, owner of a local business here in Jackson, uh, Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. If you need uh, any pest control work, you can call them at, uh, let me just go off memory, 660-1052. Oh, we're okay. That's pretty good. Is that pretty good? Yeah. T- well, and the reason is because I didn't say something crazy like 6601. I mean, I, I said 660-1052, kind of like when you were trying to do one triple eight 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 triple eight seventy seven chase thank you if you want to call we want to hear from you triple eight seventy seven chase that's triple eight seventy seven chase and we will play your comments on the air um man if you're just now joining us don't worry tomorrow morning you can catch the encore performance from nine until ten right here on 93.1 or as always you can hear worldwide at iheartradio.com or anywhere that you want to listen we'll catch you next week jackson and uh, we know if Uncle Sid, if you're listening, we missed you this week. So Love hopefully, you, we'll, hopefully we'll get to see you back. We'll catch you Haley later. Haley says, hey. Have a good weekend. Taking care of business.
You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Chalk of Jackson.